With trucker strikes and rising inflation, food shortages are becoming a big, big problem. Don't let yourself get caught unprepared. Buy a food survival kit today from My Patriot Supply and save. Over 2,000 calories a day to keep you healthy and strong with a 25-year shelf life to ensure it's ready for you when the shit hits the fan. Go to www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood, order your supplies today, and invest in yourself and your family now before it's too late. www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood, my patriot supply. the decline of western civilization part two of the metal years that is our good friend nader the priest with the band london with breakout and uh have you heard from nader lately at all i have not i have not heard from nader in a little while that's for sure he kind of uh dropped off the map when he moved back down toward mexico yep left las vegas periodically i sent him a text and he answers me back but not sure what he's doing Honest well, we could, I'm sure we can get a hold of him. I, I know his, his, is he still with the same girl? As far as I know, he is. If he's still with her, uh, she, she likes him, follows me on Facebook or whatever. So I see her every once in a while when I post anything, she likes it. So I'd, you want me to hit her up and see if Nader's or you could just hit Nader up, I guess, but yeah, well, I can text him and shit, but yeah, you know, it's just, it's just funny because, you know, he obviously was, uh, you know, invested in, you know, kind of reviving London and he was working that for a while and he was living in Las Vegas and then he, uh, moved down to, uh, you know, toward Mexico. Yeah. And then I don't, I don't know what he's doing now. Well, COVID kind of put a kibosh on a lot of this shit. So sure. You know, maybe he just said "Eh, enough of it. You know, he was getting by with it before COVID after COVID. How's London going to do? Mm-hmm. Sure. I get that. And I love, and don't, don't get me wrong. I love Nader and I would love, I'll do anything to help him, <laughs> but you know, COVID might've ended that band. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I'm going to go back to, uh, you know, a weird, a weird dynamic that kind of happened here. And, and, you know, a lot of it ha- had to do with you, but you know, as a fan, uh, of the decline movie, yeah. And, you know, seeing Nader cause he was just kind of a character, mm-hmm. uh, in the movie, you, you couldn't help, but like, man, I'd like to know that guy. And, um, when I started this show, this was, you know, before you got involved with the show so much, but you were just like, yeah, you know, Nader's fronting, um, what was the name of the band he was fronting? God damn it. Um, trying to remember he, he I did, one, he did one record with them. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, yeah, they're promoting this record and Nader's doing interviews. You want to, you want to interview Nader? I'm just like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What was the name of that band? Uh, something leather or uh, something. Pass I think it started with an L. Steel Profit. Oh yeah. Steel. He did one. He did. He did one record with them and I interviewed him and then, uh, I went out to California when metal sludge was still doing their metal sludge nights out. 
Right. I think I went, I think it was like metal sludge five, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And I went out there and Nader came out to the show. Right. And, uh, I met him in person and I was just like, Hey dude, I, I, you know, I interviewed you like a couple months ago and you know what a fan I was. And we just became fast friends after that. Sure. And obviously, you know, London came and played our 13th anniversary show. And, uh, I, I went out to California a couple of times when he was doing shows that, uh, he was opening up for like steel Panther. And then he, right. he did a show at the uh, cat club out there. I went for that. Sure. You know, and I hung out with Nader at his rehearsal studio, uh, when they were rehearsing, you know, to go out on tour and things, but Nader and I, and you, and we've just been friends for, you know, almost 20 years now. I know it's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, I love that guy. He's funny as fuck. That, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know who makes me laugh harder. I don't know if Don makes me laugh harder or Nader makes me laugh harder, but those two tell stories yeah, like, like nobody's business. I, just the stories that they tell and the way that they tell it. I feel like, um, I feel like Ray Liotta in Goodfellas. It's just like, what makes me so fucking funny? It's like, what's right. the way you tell the story? It's just how you tell the story. <laughs> and that's really what it is. It's just how, it's just the way that you tell the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those guys make me laugh. I, I, I don't think anybody's ever made me laugh harder than Don or, or, um, right. Nate. Well, they, they, they tell their stories in a different way too. That's that. I think that's why it's hard to pick. Don is a little more subtle, which makes his zingers a lot more biting. Nader's just like in your face. He's like, yeah, yeah he's, so I was, so that like, chick punched me in the dick. You know, he's like <laughs> brutal. <laughs> so, you know, two, two of the highlights of being involved with doing the show over the last 26 years is knowing Nader and knowing Don and hearing those two tell stories and you could just sit there all day and, and listen to those two guys tell their various stories and laugh your fucking ass off. Hell yeah. Yeah. Nader's a trip. I mean, Jesus God, well, Don is too, but Don is, and it's hard to explain it because we've even had Don on the show for hours where he lets loose but he's never really let loose like he's, what we've heard. He's not blatant. But, he's, but when when we've heard him backstage, <laughs> that's a different guy. <laughs> that is a very different guy than even the guy that comes on here and forgets that he's on here. I know. Still you know, still he's pulled back a little more than when we meet him in person. Sure. But 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 when I when I've gone to Don's house and sp- stayed there for two or three days mm-hmm. and we're sitting there just talking about shit. He'll just sit there and just break and just like backstage, he'll just break out stories and just oh, tell yeah. you as blatant as can be. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just sitting there just holding my stomach because he is just, just so fucking funny. Yeah. And, and the Nader's the same way. Nader mm-hmm. just, just comes right out with a gut punch. Right. And, and, you know, to, to, you know, see the, um, decline movie back in the late eighties and then the no Nader personally, and get to be good friends with him and things. It's just like, that guy is that, 
that guy's the real deal. Yeah, he is. He's not pretentious. He doesn't, doesn't, um, act out. He, that's just how he is. Yeah. He's still the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> same guy. Dude, when we, when we had him here for the 13th anniversary and remember when we went to the restaurant after. Yeah. And I thought he was going to start a problem at the, at, <laughs> remember he was like yelling at the fucking waitress and whatnot. He was like, bring me some fucking syrup or whatever he was yelling. I forget what he I was know. yelling about. But. I know he was talking about the, um, the, the, uh, maple syrup. Yeah. Oh my God. He was, he's a character, man. There's no question on that. Mm -hmm. So, so I'll have to check in on him and see what's going on. Yeah. We need to have him on man. Right. Fucking years at this point. Yeah. It's been a while. It might be well, five years. It, it's been, it's been a while since he's been on the show, but you know, he's kind of like uh, laid low and you know, hasn't been doing yeah. much music wise or yeah. well, when did that, when did that call the girl or whatever all, album? All that girl. Yeah. That, that's, that's been like at least four years ago. Cause that's the last time we had him on. Yeah. 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 It's for call that girl. Yeah. So, Whatever. We'll, 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 we'll reach out and see what's going on with him. All right. All right. Well, something a little more closer to home for you. Okay. And, uh, some of the people who listen to the show Yeah. and, and again, this is, this is either you have, uh, good things to say, or you're very negative about it because it turned negative over the years. Okay. LeBron James is officially a billionaire. Okay. <laughs> the King has officially reached billionaire status. All right. <laughs> LeBron James 37 has a net worth of $1 billion. According to Forbes making mm. him the first active NBA player to make the billion dollar list. James has reportedly earned more than $1.2 billion in pre-tax earnings. Wow. Okay. Good for him. The Lakers star whose business ventures and investments included Lobos tequila. Are you familiar? I'll be honest. If I saw his name was on it, I would have never tried it. <laughs> See that that's kind of where I'm going with this. It's either good for him or fuck that guy. And I'm in the fuck that guy. I'm sure you are. Uh, uninterrupted and spring Hill entertainment. Okay. All right. Uh, earned 121.2 million last year alone. What is that? No idea. What's it called? Un uninterrupted. And oh, that's that. That's that ESPN show. Again, I don't know. I, I think I don't it's on ESPN. It's, it's like watch. on ESPN Plus. All right. I don't watch sports shows, so I'm just going to take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, earned 121.2 million last year alone when he was named by Forbes as the second highest earning athlete in the world. Good for him. Endorsements and other lucrative brand deals off the court with Nike or Nike. What is it? Is it Nike or Nike? Nike. Okay. Nike AT&T 
PepsiCo and Walmart all contributed to James 2021 earnings. James latest film space jam, a new legacy legacy, which uh, he earned in the and produced earned $163 million globally last summer. Was that a big, was that a big hit? Uh, I thought it was a big flop, but it, it, it was released. It was one of those that was released at home. Okay. So if it made that kind of money, it's because like, I think it was on HBO, HBO bought it. All right. HBO bought it and released it. All right. So, so Michael Jordan obviously did the original space jam. Yeah. Which did, did you see the original space jam? I saw it. Yeah. Saw it several times. Cause my kids were right at that age. So what were your thoughts? Not, not your kids thoughts, but your thoughts on space jam. Yeah. The, the, I hated but, it. Yeah, it sucked. sucked. His other investments uh, included the Blaze Pizza Chain. Yeah. What is that? It's a pizza chain, pizza shops. Never heard of Blaze Pizza. They're out there in LA. Okay. Never heard of It's a a thing. All right. Uh, Smart Gym Maker Tonal. I've seen that too. I've seen the commercials. What, What is that? It's a thing that hangs on the wall. It's like that mirror type thing where you, it hangs on the wall and it, it it's kind of right now. The craze in health is these, um, is equipment that also comes with trainers like built into it. Like, a. Oh, it's, a tra- like a, it's like a virtual thing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's right. you're training it's so- and there's a guy that's like, Hey, fucking snap to it. Dickhead. So it's you like, know, it's like Peloton, like Peloton, or okay. I saw a rowing machine the other day. That's the same way. It's like, ah, oh, you can make it only three more miles. And you know, all right. that all, all, that's, that's kind of the craze right now is to attach a screen or build it in. And all I, right. I've, I've seen LeBron's thing, but every time it's LeBron, I'm immediately clicking out. So, all right. All right. So, so he's become a very toxic thing for you. Oh, I, I will not watch anything. He's on nothing. Right. And then, uh, he's also involved with the rideshare giant lift. All right. So tells me that Uber's the way to go. Thank you. <laughs> James has earned upwards to 900 million in income from endorsements and other business ventures. According to Forbes, mm-hmm. the four time NBA champion has rank has raked in 385 million and salary from the Cavaliers heat and his current Lakers team as the NBA's highest paid active player. Great. Fantastic. And he's still a cunt. (laughs) It's my biggest milestone. James said about becoming a billionaire in a 2014 cover story with GQ. Obviously I want to maximize my business. And if I happen to get it, if I happen to be a billion dollar ap- athlete, ho hippie hip. Oh, ho hip hip hooray. Oh my God. I'm going to be excited. Good for him. So, so again, now just, just your insight here. Mm-hmm. Is this the doings of LeBron James because he's such a wise investor or is this his business managers making good decisions for him? 
it's some of both. I mean, his business managers are his boys from high school. Uh, well, again, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, gonna, I have to rely on you because I absolutely know nothing. Yeah. No, his business More. guy, his business guys are his boys from high school. They started an agency. All right. A couple Ken, of agencies. The Kenmore high school guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Hey, and Kenmore does not have a great reputation as far as well. His, his, his boys, the, what's the kid's name? Rich Paul, maybe something, Paul. Um, they started a, like a, a sports agency, which has a bunch of great players. Okay. You know, and, um, and, uh, they've signed a bunch of people. So I'm sure he's made money off of that. And obviously he's signed to that agency. So, you know, some of this is probably double dip money. Not that I'm saying he hasn't made a billion dollars. He obviously said, look, bottom line to the, to this fucking guy, he's been given every goddamn lift that there is to get, to get there. And, All right. and God bless him. Glad to hear it. And he could make 5 million. He can make 10 billion. He's still a cunt to me. All right. And he, he embarrassed my city and I'll never forgive him for that. No matter, no matter what he fucking does. All right. Fair enough. Michael Jordan is the only other NBA player to crack the $1 billion threshold, but didn't do so until 2014, more than a decade after he retired. After you, know, Jane. you know who I'm surprised is not on this list. Who's that? Shaq. Okay. Shaq is made. He made a shit ton of money as a player. But he's made a shit ton of money outside. He's involved with that icy hot shit. And I think he's like a, the chairman of Papa John's. And yeah, he was on Buick. Yeah, he's I mean, he's done a lot of different stuff. He's done movies. He's done rap albums. Okay. He's done all kinds of shit. I'm surprised he's not a billionaire. All right. Surprising. Uh, all right. After James and the Heat won their second straight NBA championship in 2013 against the Spurs, James said in a post-game speech that he is from Akron, Ohio, from the inner city, and I'm not even supposed to be here because I'm a poor black man who has all the white racism and white supremacists against me, man. Shut up, jerk off. He didn't say that, but oh. that's that's a message. Oh, well, if he did say it, he can fuck off. And if he didn't say it, he can still fuck off. <laughs> uh, James' mother, Gloria James, was 16-year-old when she had uh, LeBron, and he said in the past that he has never met his father. What a surprise. Jesus. <laughs> we had pressures as far as where the hell we were going to sleep at night. James said in a 20, uh, 2009 interview on the 60 minutes, you know, from night to day, today, tonight, from night to day, how are we going to eat from day to day, night to night? How are we going to eat? It's like, well, I'm glad he's got that handled now. That's what I'm pointing out. It's just like, as a billionaire, you think you'd kind of like develop your speech patterns a little better. <laughs> Why? He doesn't need to. Right. He's he's in that fortunate situation where he can still look like a fucking dummy, but he can get away with it because he's rich. Right. right. All right. James has been uh focused on his business ventures recently after the the uh, Lakers failed to make the postseason playoffs. 
it marked the fourth time in 19 seasons that James has not made the playoffs. So sad, almost care. <laughs> he ruined basketball. Oh, he did. He he is the reason that the NBA blows down. He's the reason. Well, see, here here's the whole thing. And and this is what the media will never talk about, even though mm -hmm. it's a real thing. A lot of this money comes from China. Sure. And the whole thing is that for, for these lefty woke liberal type people, they always talk about, uh, you know, the human condition and the unfairness of, you know, situations and Ni Nike, especially since mm -hmm. they're made in China. Yeah. You know, they never talk about the Chinese slaves and concentration camps and the laborers over there that uh, make these Nike products, you know, being the Uyghurs and all that, you know, the, mm -hmm. the people who are, who are in concentration camps due to their religious beliefs. Yeah. And they make a lot of money off of this and never once do they ever mention that. No, of course not. Why would they? That's where they're, that's where they're bankrolled from. Right. And, and the NBA gives access to all their stars as long as they're not, you know, shitting on their, on their, their business practices. Well, well, who was it? Who was it a few, about a year or so ago that, that mentioned the whole Chinese situation and they really were upset with him. That Cantor kid. Uh, yeah. And he changed his name to like freedom United or some shit. Exactly. And they it's were like, just like, dude, you can't talk about that shit. What are you trying to do here, man? Yeah. No, he, um, he went, what is the guy's name? Enos Cantor, I think right. is his name. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, um, I don't know. I, I just, I used to love basketball. I mean, I really used to love the NBA. I watched yeah, it. I never got into it at all. I, I tried to watch it. It's kind of like hockey. I kind of like, yeah. I like the little bit of hockey. I know there's some diehards, you know, like mm -hmm. our friend Lou from the Lou and all that. Sure. And people really get into hockey and, and I think it's interesting and fun to watch periodically. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I mean, I, I don't yeah. oh my God, The penguins are on tonight, you know, right? sure. But, but if I catch a game and I, and I see it, I'm just like, wow, that's kind of like exciting, but, but right. it's not enough to go, man, that game's on tonight. I got to watch that. You know, right. I, I'll, I'll watch it periodically just for curiosity's sake, but not out of fandom's sake. Sure. And that's the same way with basketball. I've been to probably a dozen, you know, NBA games, mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of fun, but it's not enough to entice me to go, man, I'm a fan, mm. you know? Yeah. See, I grew up in it. I, my parents didn't have a lot of money when we were kids, but the calves were cheap because mm -hmm. the calves were terrible. Yeah. Because the they calves were, were they played awful. At they played at Richfield Coliseum, not far yeah. from where you live. Yeah. And dude, you could go to those games. We used to go, I mean, we used to go to like 10, 15 games a year, like every year. And you could go and there were so few people in the stands that after the game, if you just hung out, like stayed in your seats till after the game, 
the security would come and take you on the court and then you could meet all the players. The players would come out and dude, I have, and, and this will shock you because this is me who doesn't (laughs) collect anything. Sure. I think I have every Cavs basketball player from the eighties autographs. I used to get autographs all the time when I was a little kid from Mike Mitchell and Bill Lambeer and world be free. And look at that. You know, all those guys from back in that era, you know, I, I had all those autographs and I loved basketball. I used to, I was like, they used to do CBS Sunday basketball when it was, and it was always like the Lakers and 76ers or the 76ers and the Suns or whatever, you know, it was all the Celtics were on a lot and I, I would never miss it. I was all in on basketball. And I was all in on basketball until we got that fuckwad LeBron. <laughs> and, and I did not like the way, even before he left, I just didn't like the way that the team and the media and everybody sucked his dick. Right. I mean, it was, to me, it was insulting. To all me, right. it was, they, they put LeBron James above Cleveland and above the Cavaliers and above the sports teams and above, you know, above everything that I grew up liking. And then when he left and dissed the city and made the city look like a bunch of ass clowns, I was like, you know what? Fuck this cocksucking motherfucker. Never again. Will I support this fuck? And didn't they put his image way up on a building? Or yeah. Up on the, uh, you know, you know, when you drive past the gun, and there's that like apartment building across the street where the street. Yeah. These yeah. that big apartment, the whole building was a LeBron picture. Right. And it made me nauseous. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was fucking ridiculous that they treated sure. this guy like a God. Right. And damn good basketball player, but a cunt an absolute fucking cunt. And, um, when he left, I was like, I'm done with this motherfucker. And he came back and he, he did all the bullshit, stupid shit. The, here's my nice letter and the full page and the plain dealer and I'm home and oh, I'm so glad to be back and I'm back where I belong and blah, 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 blah. And I never bought it right now. I, I enjoyed that. They won a championship, but I hated that they won it with him. Right. I would have rather that they won it with anybody else, <laughs> but they, but they, he now if you watch the NBA now, which I honestly, I have not watched a minute of the NBA in probably three years at this point. But if you watch it now, all the teams, they're just putting together super teams. Now they're all trying to emulate what LeBron did with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Well, 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 it's less about the athleticism and it's more about the money. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's, but it's about, it's not about playing the game anymore. I mean, dude, I, I, again, I don't watch basketball, so I may say something that's probably not a hundred percent correct, but if you look at like the golden state warriors right now, they have Steph Curry, okay, who is a great player. And, and there's all kinds of videos out there of Steph Curry. He could shoot from anywhere and hit, I mean, literally anywhere he could shoot from the parking lot and it would hit the rim at least. All right. I mean, he's amazing with three point shots, but he's also the biggest problem in the game because now the kids that are coming up, they all want to shoot three point three pointers. 
Sure. There's no in the paint anymore. There's nobody in the paint. There's no down low center guys. Dude, the seven foot guys shoot three pointers now. Yeah. Well, well, that's, that's the whole thing in baseball. Everybody wants to, they're swinging for the fences. Oh, well, yeah. That's, you know, you know nobody, nobody wants to hit a single, you know, and get to first base. They all want to hit a, they all want to hit a home run. Well, they've changed. Uh, dude, if you watch band, you know, because I was a baseball player, I, I fucking watch this like a mental patient. They have literally changed how they swing. Now mm -hmm. they're, they swing with that upswing. Now where before, man, when I was a kid, if I had a hit, they used to call that a hitch. They used to say you have a hitch in your swing and now everybody has a hitch in their swing. The thing is, is, is trying to find enough bat speed. So that when the ball hits through the hitch, that it elevates. Yeah. And it's like the, when I was a kid and growing up as a kid and watching baseball as a kid, they used to make, remember Dave Kingman from the yes. Mets and the yeah, Cubs and a yeah, bunch and, of other teams, San Diego, your, your they, favorite team. Yeah. My new team, the, the, the Padres. <laughs> I remember I, watching him playing the Cubs and. Yeah. Uh, you know, hitting the home runs uh, yeah, up, he, uh, up onto the buildings that surround Wrigley Field. Yeah, he was a he was a great home run hitter. They but called do you, him King Kong. They did. Yeah. Do you remember what? Why he was out of the league in such a short time after only like ten or twelve years? Because he struck out a lot. Because he struck out all the time. Because he, he was, was setting records. To hit the big the yeah. big bomber. He would either hit a home run or strike out. Exactly. The guy never was on base. He never hit singles. He never hit doubles. It was no. all or nothing with Dave yeah. Kingman. Of course. And now that is every player in the league. Right. Every player in the league doesn't. They play. They don't. They don't even penalize guys now for striking out. That used to be a stat that they used to keep track of is, you know, how much contact did you make in, in the game? And, um, they just don't, they don't do it anymore. Right now they're, they're fine with it. You know, being a strikeout They're They're like, okay, well, whatever. As long as you get your 30 home runs, they're fine with 200 strikeouts. Exactly. And it, and it makes less of a game. It's not that it's not as much fun to watch anymore. Well, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, one of my, you know, childhood heroes from the pirates obviously was Willie Stargell. Right. And that guy hit some monster home runs as far as, you know, length and so on and so forth. And, and everybody wanted to be a Willie Stargell or you yeah. know, Dave Kingman wanted to just, I mean, he, and I agree with what you're saying. He never just banged out, you know, singles and doubles. No. And stuff. He just swung for the fences. It was always well, swing for the fences. Sure. Well, the Starge was a good doubles hitter too. He was. If, if you remember, he was all doubles and home runs. Cause he, I remember one year, the year he won the MVP was at 81 or 79 mm -hmm. or whatever year that was. He had 44 doubles and 44 home runs. I believe. Right. The year he won the, the MVP. And, um, another guy like that was Dave Parker. Dave yeah, Parker the, hit the three, Cobra, the yeah, Cobra, the Cobra, but the Cobra always hit 300 with 35 home runs and 35, 40 doubles and sure. 120 RBIs. I mean, that was a different game back then. 
in today's game, if Willie Stargell or, or Dave Parker played in today's game, they each would hit 50 home runs. They each would have hit 50 home runs a year, and they would have batted about 230, and they would have struck out 200 times a year. I mean, part of it was if, if you struck out 150 times in a year, you were, you were worried that you had a job the next year. <laughs> you know, because they, they wanted contact. Baseball back then was move the runner along. It wasn't hit the big bomb. Right. It was always like, well, you've got the potential to hit the big bomb, but, you know, but we still want to move. We want to get the guy from first to third before there's two outs and then try and drive him home with a hit. Sure. That was the game. That game yeah. is over. So, yeah, it's sad. Sports are sad now. And as far as LeBron James and his billion dollars, lovely. Glad to hear it. Now go fuck yourself somewhere else. <laughs> go away. I, you know, the worst part about this fuckwad is that we're going to have to deal with this fucking kid in the NBA. Right. And I got nothing against his kid. I obviously don't know his kid. I pray his kid stinks. <laughs> I just pray that his kid is nowhere near as, as good as him and just disappears in like two years. Not because I want to see the kid fail, but because I want to see fucking dopey LeBron go away. Right. Just get uh, out of my lexicon. I remember before LeBron was in the NBA as a high school player. Mm -hmm. And I know that, uh, you know, you, you had some issues with this guy a little bit, but Mike Trevisano. Yeah. He always used to be very critical of LeBron, LeBron. James all mm -hmm. the time when he was in high school still it's like look at this fucking kid sitting on the bench with his earbuds in listening to music acting like he is way above the team yeah and all this i used to listen to mike trevisano there in cleveland on mm -hmm. wtam right and and they talked about lebron james you know before he joined the uh uh the uh, national basketball association and mm -hmm. uh he used to be very critical of him he was just like look, look at this undisciplined kid yeah you know he, he who who the fuck does this kid think he is you know sitting there acting like he's above everything yeah you know no he he arrogant fucking prick they gave him every benefit i mean how he survived the whole that they gave him a hummer when he was fucking 15 or whatever, that's just, come on. Anybody else other than a protected person, they would have fucking never let him into the NBA. <laughs> you know, they would have fucked him over Royal, but for him, eh, whatever. It's just part of the thing. Yeah. You know, well, it, it, I, I, I can't stand him. He absolutely <laughs> wrecked basketball. He embarrassed my city and I don't care if he made, like I said, I don't care if he makes $10 billion. He's still a cunt and fuck him. And I wish it was fucking him instead of um, Kobe Bryant. All right. Well, so much for white privilege. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Fuck him. And that's how we end it today. <laughs> basketball Jones. I got a basketball Jones. Got a basketball Jones. Oh, baby. Ooh. Yes. I'm the victim of a basketball joke. Ever since I was a little baby, I always.
always be dribbling. In fact, I was the baddest dribbler in the whole neighborhood. Then one day, my mama bought me a basketball. And I love that basketball. I took that basketball with me everywhere I went. That basketball was like a basketball to me. basketball jones nice old school it is all right well wow all right one quick story and we'll get out of here all right of course we love the phil collins stories Mm -hmm. i sent this over to you so it might be email (laughs) just this chick of all the people in the world that need to be assassinated no, 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 no. Allegedly. <laughs> Can't even say that. She's All just, the people that need to go away. She's just terrible. She's the worst. She's a fucking despicable human being. She is. Now, there's pictures of this on this article where she's got some big breastesses. Would <laughs> Would you buy her breast sweat for $500? <laughs> Come on, Craig. She's got big boobies. Why not buy her breast sweat for 500 bucks? Because what's above those tits is horrendous. (laughs) She doesn't look like a human being. And I'm not even trying to be funny. She does not look like a human being. She looks like a Klingon. That looks like a mask. Yeah, she she looks like Worf. Mr. War fleece Phil Collins account. Yes, master. <laughs> so she's basically falling out of that, uh, that gown she's wearing. Yeah. Ugh. And Phil Collins fell for it. Likes big boobs. Apparently. Yeah. That's why you right. paid for them and put them on her. <laughs> apparently so. She is. Um, ask what cv i i think that's ah, what in the fuck look at that awful look at the awful tattoos on her arms and those awful lunch hooks she's got for nails i don't even care about any of that she looks like a clown that's got sad makeup on that got punched in the mouth or she looks like a carp she's like the retarded mariska hargitay <laughs> pretty much today she looks like Mariska Hargate if she got smacked in the face with a bat. <laughs> she, oh my God. <laughs> Ask why CV was trying to do by putting this black magic on Phil. Paula said, maybe trying to empower herself over him. <sighs> she is the most despicable. You know what? 
I think I'd rather fuck LeBron James than her. <laughs> it's not clear whether CB ever received any substances from her Colombian contact. Uh, Fisher declined to comment. CB's attorney was unavailable for comment. Paula, I have no idea who all these people are, who they're mentioning in this uh, article. Well, why would you need to know that? Uh, never mind Susudio. This is just plain woo-woo. I don't know what that means. Uh, Phil Collins' ex-wife, Oriana Seavey. I guess that's her last name. Okay, I get okay. that is now. Allegedly paid... $30,000. Where did she get $30,000? Right out of, out of his wallet. Exactly. Uh, to a black magic expert in alleged bid to gain control over the superstar newly filed court papers. <laughs> Are Hollywood people just fucking nuts? $30,000. Are they just fucking crazy? If she paid $30 for it, she's fucking nutty. Yeah. She paid a fucking voodoo doctor to put some black magic on Phil. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me with this? Oh, man. Jesus All right. Christ. Uh, Frank Paula, CV's former head, she, the head of security, said under oath that CV had planned to put some substances referring to a sort of black magic potion in Colin's wine. <laughs> Good fucking God. So she was willing to just like, you know, put some shit, some kind of substance in his wine. Apparently so. According to documents seen by the post, CV purportedly wired the money to a man in Colombia for his services. <laughs> Holy shit. 30 grand. 30 grand. So if we could make some kind of potion, we could get 30 grand for it. Yeah. If you, if you can, I don't know what you want to call, uh, control somebody. Yeah. Maybe we could buy that girl's boob sweat for 500, mix it into a potion and sell it for 30 grand. Exactly. Do you know anything about an effort to, I'm going to call it poison Phil or give him unknown substances. Collins attorney, Jeffrey Fisher asked Paula at a desk de deposition. Mm -hmm. Paula replied. I heard about Mrs. Collins asked another employee of the house to do some kind of magical things and pay for the services in return, Wonderful. but some, but some substances in the white wine, for Mr. Collins, it's like how you believe in black magic from Columbia, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Holy shit. Just bizarro world, dude. It is. It's a weird thing. Paula, who never discussed the situation with CV, said he heard about the alleged plans from CV's former personal assistant. Holy shit. Maybe that's why he's all fucked up. Maybe she got some of it into him. Maybe. But just not enough to kill him. Because he's damn near dead. Yeah. 
uh, asked what CV was trying to do by putting this black magic on Phil. Paula said maybe to empower herself over him. It's not clear whether CV ever received any substances from the Colombian contact. Fisher declined to comment. CV's attorney was unavailable for comment. Paula, who owns a security team uh, called TAC Tops, T-A-C-T-O-P-S, USA, said he started providing full-time security for CV in August of 2020, adding that they had known each other for years. He charged between... He charged between 40000 and 50000 a month for his team's services. Wow. fifty grand a month. To protect her. Yeah. Who is fucking coming after her? That's, what is that, like 1500 bucks a day? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. However, he said that he quit in late 2020, telling CV he could no longer take her craziness. Okay. Her, her craziness. I get that. Uh, Collins, who is 71, is battling a court with CV, who is 48, over the sale of the sprawling $40 million Miami home they shared. <laughs> This guy has to be like, I've made all this money. Why can't this just be over? Why, why do you, why did you get hooked up with this, this Asian looking hooker? Beats me. She's hard. Yeah. CV claims that she was promised half of the proceeds from the home sale, which Collins vehemently des denies. CV claims that she, uh, although let's see, although Palo's disposition, or disposition uh, was given in uh, April of 2021. It was only made public after being filed in Miami Dade court last month by CV's uh, attorney on an unrelated issue of the case. In April, the singer's legal team said CV had committed fraud on the court in her bid to win proceeds from the house. There were literally dozens of additional irreconcilable uh, conflicts be between CV's position in his in uh, this case and her pleadings, financial affidavit, and other documents filed in 2016 divorce from her former husband. Holy shit! She's a goddamn disaster. She is. Uh, Collins attorney are currently waiting to see whether a Florida judge will throw out the case for failure to follow court orders. As the post reported, CV has also accused of harming her young son with Majata. I don't know what that is. And he is now uh, living with his dad. Yeah. Good. I hope she gets nothing. What a horrible thing. Jeez. Again, I, I don't know why these guys like Phil Collins or whatever. Why do you get married to these chicks? Beats me. It, it's gotta just be that that's the Hollywood way. It, it has to, there's no other reason to do this. There's no other reason to do this. You got all that money. Just bang chicks. <laughs> Or just even if, if, let's say for the sake of argument, he loved this girl more than anybody. 
<laughs> I, I mean, apparently he did at some point. Just live with her. And if that ain't good enough for her, see ya. You don't have to buy a ring. You're fucking Phil Collins. You ain't going to be alone unless you want to be alone. Yeah. You have three to 500 million in the bank. There'll be somebody that's willing to not get that piece of paper and fucking have you obligated to half your shit. <laughs> Don't be stupid. All of you fucking Hollywood people stop being so goddamn dumb. And, and that's one of those situations where, um, he married a fan. Yeah. Well, that's what you get. And not only did he marry the fan, he, he broke up with her or divorced her. Yeah. And then years later, reconciled with her. That's why once you break up, you never fuck them again. Yeah. yeah. Screw that. No. Cause one, if you do, you start getting those weird, dumb thoughts. Like maybe we can fix what was broken and oh, don't do that. That is a disaster waiting to happen. Obviously. <laughs> I agree. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up another edition of the classic metal show. All right, cool. It's always good to end the show with a Phil Collins story, <laughs> right? I hate to see what happens to that guy because he's such a great talented performer and he's brought, yeah. you know, you and I, and so many other people, you know, pleasure with his solo work as well as his work with Genesis. But man, this guy just stepped in it. Yeah, he really fucking bought a bad one. <laughs> so, so yeah. that big, so her Asian looking big boob sweat, you wouldn't pay 500 for that? I'd pay a fire truck $500 to hose that off. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's got big boobs. That don't matter in this case. No, 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 not at all. Huh? I have to imagine that she sucks cock like nobody's business because she has to be better than every other whore that Phil was banging on the road to be able to come back. Phil had to, she had to be so goddamn good in bed that Phil went back to her. Mm. So she has to be amazing. And that being said, no chance I would ever want to. And I'm a big fat tub of shit yeah. and I wouldn't want this. Ugh, no. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So would you pay 500 for her boob sweat or the other chick that uh, is actually selling boobs? The sweat? other chick. Okay. Dude, I might drink LeBron James's sweat off of the, uh, over hers. <laughs> this chick is hideous. And, and you absolutely hate LeBron James. I do. I think huh? I hate her more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> LeBron embarrassed my city, but she fucking is continually embarrassing an icon in my life. No. Yeah. All right. Well, she's got big boobies, Chris. Stop it. Look, look at the boobs. They're just spilling out of that green dress. This is one of the few times that the body doesn't matter. All right. All right. So you do have a limit. I do. And she's it. <laughs> I call it the CV line. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to get out of here. I'll let you pick the closing track. So what should we play? Um, 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 how about in the raw by the storm? Oh, wow. Look at that. The, uh, the, the journey knockoff band. That's right. With, uh, who was the lead singer? Kevin Shelfont. 
That's right. I actually met him. Yeah. Nice guy. I've met him too. I have. Yeah. Actually, Chips Enough introduced me to him. I met him. What was that band he was in after? I think it's called Two Fires or Into the Fire or something. Something Fires. And I met him then when he was doing that. Nice guy. All right. And, And what is the song you're looking for? In the Raw. In the Raw. See that it's on the first album and what made you think of that random thought <laughs> all right all right well uh if you are a fan of journey uh i don't see oh there it is i got it all right well if you're a fan of journey and this album came out i think this was like 94 90 yeah. oh no it's earlier at no. 91 yeah Right. 31 years ago <laughs> yeah it's boy holy shit because i actually own the physical copy of this yeah i and love the hit the i've got a lot to learn about love that was a right good song. and and you know they they were journey was kind of on hiatus at this time i think right mm-hmm. and so this was kind of the replacement band sure for journey this in bad english right wasn't yeah. bad english in there too <laughs> exactly and i actually bought this cd and i still have it but uh all right well we're we're gonna get out of here we're gonna end with the uh the storm with in the raw so until next saturday night this is neely along with my very good friend chris agan and we're gone bye kids see ya thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Ninja!